quiet, but you know, snapping these photos. So it's kind of it, it was kind of interesting. She reminded me of her, but yeah, yeah, and smart. Yeah, she's observing. Yeah, yeah, very well. Are you? Um, so you are going to HR Tech though. I'm going to HR Tech, yeah. and yeah, like I said, it's just I just want one more month in between now and HR Tech to get ready. But I'm excited. I think it's fun to see people again and catch up with all the industry. Yeah. Is people. it me or does it feel like in the last three weeks, all of a sudden a, a switch got flipped and it, and it's just raining event invitations and like, you know, the, these agendas, are, loose agendas are coming out, but join us at this. Can you make it to yeah. that? Like, Okay. It's not just me then. It's, and it's all like three week notice. I think we were like going back a little forth a little bit last week. Like, are you going here? Are you going here? Like, and it's just not enough time. I wish it was spread out a little bit where, you know, even yeah. if there's something in August, I might go in August, but I can't do everything in September. I can't. And as much as I, I love HR tech, like, I mean, my goodness, it's the, so Jerry and I are doing the burn again this year. Yeah. So we get back from that and it's right into events almost, uh, almost every other week. So it's like, we got an Amsterdam invite. We got a Paris invite. We can, it's just like, it's like, hey, everybody waited till the last minute and they're cramming them in for us to go. I know. Amsterdam. That's fun. I didn't get that invite. That sounds like a good one. Yeah, it should be. Well, I'm not going. Yeah. I mean, I just, can't, yeah, yeah. I just can't, I can't do it all. I'm just one person. It's too much. Right. Yeah. And I might, I might have, um, I might have become a little introverted. I might be a little more introverted. Oh, I don't than know. I, I don't know about that. Really? We'll, we'll have see. to see you when we, we hit the. Yeah. I bet a lot of people, I mean, it's interesting because I think that's, you know, I think it could go both ways for people too, right? For a lot of people that are introverted, that it was just too much during the pandemic. A lot of people were like in New York and these tiny studios all by themselves that are just going to kind of go out and change the way they approach people, maybe yeah. become extroverts. Yeah. I, got, um, I guess I got a little comfortable not going somewhere all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's easier. Well, uh, are you ready to get this thing started? Yeah, let's go. Okay, let's do it. Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. glad you're here. So it's good afternoon, howdy, and hello to everybody. I'm Chris White. I'm host of the CXR Recruiting Community Podcast. We are your weekly dose of mostly live uh, interviews and catch-ups with industry leaders, friends, and personalities. You can catch us anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you are jumping in live, you can join the conversation by using the live chat uh, in that little tiny window on the side or underneath it uh, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or even our website at cxr.org slash podcast. Now, if you haven't already, please go ahead and hit that subscribe and like button uh, so that you are reminded of upcoming shows while simultaneously feeding our show's collective ego. Uh, we don't make any money from the show. Nobody pays to be here. That is why you will not hear any ads uh, or hear us promoting anything that is anything but uh, what we think you should be paying attention to. So today, I am welcoming back our dear friend, industry analyst and founder of Aptitude Research, Madeline Loreno. And she's going to tell you what she's paying attention to. So Madeline, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me here again. Yeah, it's great to have you on. So Madeline, for those maybe who, uh, who don't know you as well as we do, why don't you give us the escalator pitch of, of who Madeline Loreno is and why we should be listening to what she has to say. 
Sure. Um, and I don't know uh, what I'll say for why anyone should be listening, but I am the founder of a company called Aptitude Research. I have been an analyst for quite some time, for almost two decades, and follow HR technology. My main focus is talent acquisition technology. So I do research, I do advisory, and I try to stay on top of this crazy, crazy market. So that's that's pretty much it. Well, I think you do a pretty good job. We like having you in here. Um, it's, like, it's been a kind of a nutty couple of weeks. So yes. we, 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 invited you, <laughs> we invited you on the show to just kind of talk about what you've been seeing. A couple of things I want to talk about. I want to talk about um, employer branding. There's this boom. Uh, AIM published uh, a little report, uh, I think it was last week, that talked a little bit about that and had some really great points. And I also want to talk about uh, employees acquisition of Lever. Yeah. Um, you did a show with uh, Lagunas and Sackett talking about this, but uh, do, do you want to start with do you want to start with the lever piece? Yeah, let's start with the lever piece. So okay. it's been a minute since we've seen an ATS acquisition. I mean, we Chris, we've been in this industry forever, so we've seen times where there have been like so many ATSs that have been acquired, and that's sort of like 2006. You know, Virtual Edge was acquired, Ross Ring was acquired. Then we saw that again in 2011 with Taleo and Success Factors. And to see this now big entity of Employ, which first of all, I didn't know was called Employ. I thought it was just Jawbite. And then I yep. saw that in the press release. Acquire Lever, which is another ATS, now gives them three ATS systems and many other different products, CRMs and employee referral capabilities and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot. It's a lot of capabilities that are not going to be fully integrated. They're going to all remain separate brands. That's kind of it because it does give employee, um, Lover gets their, their platform for recruiting and sourcing and hiring. It's an entire, for those who don't know, it's, it's literally an entire CRM and ATS suite, right? To your point. Um, but employee, they're kind of on a rampage, right? Because they bought um, they bought Jazz HR. Uh, they acquired the um, what was it? The RPO next thing RPO. Next thing. I mean, all that just like in the last year or so. But yeah. what what really uh, was kind of a kick in the teeth, I think, for a lot of people, and you and I think yourself included, none of us sort of saw this coming. Yeah, I mean, I think typically what happens when there's an acquisition is like we all get briefings or we get some kind of, you know, email even an hour before to say, this is what's happening. We're going to jump on some type of analyst call or some influencer call and, and mm -hmm. give everybody a heads up about what's happening. But the press release, the press release didn't include a lot of information. So it was very, it was like, we acquired Lever and see you next, you know, see you next year for the next acquisition. <laughs> it was just, you know, not a lot of information about what we're doing with, customers, what we're doing for, are we keeping the sales and marketing team at Lever, which is a fantastic team? Are we, you know, integrating this product? Will Lever be, typically what happens with an ATS acquisition, like we've seen yeah. this before, is the better ATS becomes the ATS. So it's like, yep. if you've got two or three ATSs, you pick the best and that's what you sell. Um, that doesn't seem to be the case for this situation because Jazz is SMB and then Lever and Jobbite are so different. Um, we just have no idea what's going on. And I'm not saying collectively, like our little egos should all be hurt, yeah. and the, right? We should be upset. Didn't anybody yeah. tell us? And we cry, you know, but it is kind of an interesting, I, I wouldn't say it's stealthy, but it was kind of an interesting out of left field acquisition. So it will be, it will be kind of interesting to see what, what comes from that. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm always interested in the product and how they're going to integrate and kind of go to market with these different products. But I'm also always interested in the cultures, especially like coming out of COVID and, you know, just this empathy we all have to think about. It's like what um, they're two very different companies. Jobvite's still figuring it out. Employees still figuring it out. They've had a change in leadership in the past year. They um, or the past two years. And they've had some people leave, you know, their, their culture is still not fully formed. And it took a big shift, I think, with the change in leadership. And now you've got Lever, which is a really strong, inclusive culture, um, you know, great CEO that is very tech focused and very connected with the tech community. So it's going to be very interesting to see how these two cultures, do they just remain completely separate? Or is there a way to think about really retaining this talent? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So, okay. So that's employee and lever. It was mm-hmm. one of the things I wanted to just touch on very quickly. Um, I've got another one, but let me ask you, like you, I think you've got a report that's coming out soon. Is there, are there any nuggets you want to tease us with? Give us something that, that you're seeing in the space that, that we should check out and then maybe dig into that report. Sure. Um, so we're publishing a report on onboarding this week on Thursday, and I'm doing a webinar with clickboarding, and then the report will be available to anyone attending. And then next week, it'll be available for everyone. But onboarding, I mean, it's not a new topic, and it's definitely not this new phenomenon. But it's shocking to me, having done research on it for a while, how little companies spend on it compared to TA tech and employee experience. Like it's almost double what companies will spend on TA tech or employee experience tech than what they spend on onboarding. And yet we know that we found 86% of companies said new hires make a decision to stay with their company in the first 90 days. And that 93% of managers know if somebody is quality of hire, you know, this kind of holy grail that everyone wants to get after in the first 90 days. So it's Mm -hmm. so important and it's just not the priority. You probably did on multiple channels, but I think I saw it on Twitter where you had you had thrown up a screenshot of a report you did like way, way back. Yeah, 15 years. Yeah, 15 years. And how onboarding had not actually changed much since then. Do you do you uncover maybe why this is one? Because it seems to me this is another one of those things in recruiting that could be relatively low hanging fruit. And we, we just don't mess with it. Yeah. And it's something everyone can relate to. Like people will buy this because we all know what onboarding is. Like you don't have to explain it. Like we've, we've all had horrible new hire experiences in our lives. And, you know, we know the impact of that. But when you look at the technology, like a lot of ATS systems have an onboarding module mm-hmm. that m- many of them include for free. Like it's like if they want to win a deal. We'll throw an onboarding oh, yeah. buy our ATS. And it's just a new hire portal. Nothing fancy. Like you can do some video. You can, you know, have people fill out forms. It's forms compliance. And we just haven't moved beyond that within the ATS world. Like, fortunately, we're now seeing new providers that do really cool things and um, provide a much better, you know, compliant and more positive experience. What, why do you think? So, you know what I've noticed in, in my career with onboarding is like, nobody, nobody wants it. Nobody, nobody wants it. Nobody, nobody wants, wants it. to own it. Why does nobody want it? it? <laughs> That's it, Chris. That is 100% it. It's like nobody wants to touch it. Like TA, and I understand it. Like TA doesn't necessarily want to be responsible for beyond, you know, when somebody gets their offer. You know, that's more work. That's kind of HR work. That's employee experience work. And then learning and development, like for a lot of companies, L&D owns onboarding, but, you know, their impact on that is just to be able to provide training. Like, can we give new hires the training and development they need in the first 90 days? 
they're not responsible for making sure forms are filled out, making sure that managers are held accountable for somebody having a laptop on the first day. Yeah. Uh, people just don't want that responsibility. And so, it's shocking. Like people share their experience too, right? Like we see this on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever social channels you use. And we found in the research, 75% of new hires share their first day of work experience on their social channels. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, what, so it's kind of interesting to me that nobody wants it because I'm, I'm a head of recruiting. I don't want that. Like once I have put the meat in the seat, I'm done. I want to be done at that point. Yeah. So like who, who, who is, who's taking it? Are you seeing a shift in that trend or is it still all hands off? Is, is it the same thing? It's definitely, that's a big issue. Like the ownership is a huge issue, but TA is more being held accountable for retention. I think, I don't know if you see this too with a lot of your members, but a lot of conversations I've been having, it's like retention is becoming a TA metric in some form. And onboarding is kind of like, again, that low hanging fruit that you can say, well, okay, if we're going to be responsible for retention, it's going to be in a period of time. We're not responsible for Mm-hmm. five years later. That's not our responsibility. Oh, yeah. Well, we just did a recent show where we were, or a spotlight where we were talking about uh, quality of hire yeah. and how it's, it's, it's this mystery metric that we've all, you know, struggled to sort of measure and even define and how there are certain levers at every company that adjust what a, what a quality hire metric should look like. And so that's always kind of interesting to me that 90 days retention or 60 days retention even gets included. I think it's ridiculous that it even gets included in quality of hire. Uh, and I wonder if anybody's, ta- it just occurs to me, I wonder, and if you're, if you're in the live chat, we got some folks in there, they're like, drop it in. Are you guys measuring quality of hire? Are you guys tracking any of that? Uh, a Q of H, are you dealing with retention as, as that piece or onboarding? But like, it, it just blows my mind. Maybe somebody's holding on to uh, onboarding so that they can help their quality of hire metrics with retention in the 90 yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's so interesting. Um, this is a side note, but I think you'll get a kick out of this. I got this um, briefing request, like vendors, and I know you get the same thing, like vendors reach out and say, we're a new vendor in the space and we want to brief you on our new product. And this one was for a company that cleans up individual social profiles for all, you know, whatever inappropriate content or, you know, cleans profiles, it scrubs your profile to make sure that everything that's not appropriate is taken off. And they're selling this as an onboarding solution, quality of hire solution. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So post hire, they'll go in and clean up your social profile. They'll go in and clean up the social profile. It's so, so the company is doing some CYA, for the individuals that, they, so let's say you hire, I think I just listened to, um, so so Hung Lee did a, did a thing with Adam the other day, I think last week about sourcing on Reddit. Yeah. Uh, and one of the conversation pieces came up and said, look, you just hired a Nazi. You sourced a Nazi on Reddit, what do you do? So it seems to me right. this is something the company would be doing to scrub their, like we hired this guy, we know he's a Nazi, but yeah. uh, we don't want anybody else to know he's a Nazi because he's such a great tech tech guy. So we're going to try to keep Or we it. found out too late. Like we already made the offer. They accepted the offer. We found out too late. We know there's going to be a lawsuit. We know we're, you know, we have to clean up these profiles. Uh, I obviously did not do the briefing, but I kind That's of wish I did. That's a little sketch. That's a little I'll send you the email. It's hysterical. Yeah. I was like, this is not an onboard, an onboarding quality of hire solution. Yeah. No, no this would be something I would imagine that you would want, you would want as the candidate to pay for, to scrub your, your profiles. As so a that job seeker. Hire, 
Yeah, it's the job seeker. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting, and I think it's a little shady. I don't. I think that's how mm-hmm. I feel. It's a little shady. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. Please do forward that to me. That's somebody we need to bring <laughs> in and talk about why. Why would the company want to share it? Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, okay, so <laughs> please send that email to me. I know it's uh, like this. Yeah, this just this industry. Who knows? Who knows what we're going to see every single day. I'm, I have a letter coming out today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, publish it on LinkedIn, and we'll do it in our monthly bellwether. And I think I mentioned it earlier when we were talking, but uh, it's we interviewed uh, a brand new leader who had come into a position. So the member company that was with Career Crossroads already with us, but they had a leadership change, and we sat down to interview that leader. And it was his first time in coming into talent acquisition. So long history within talent management and HR, you know, wonderful professional, really sharp, but said, man, I picked a really weird time to come in. It seems like things are kind of crazy right now. And, and all I could do was just say, look, brother, it's crazy every year. It's always yeah. something, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like- I know. I feel bad for people that like we've been doing this for like two decades. Like I feel bad for people that just come into the industry for the first time and they're like, I want a quick tutorial of like what's what's happening. It's like, oh, my, there's too don't even bother. It's going to change tomorrow. Yeah. Well, you're either going through um, some sort of reorg, restructuring, some sort of massive change management, implementation, pandemic, social. Mm-hmm. Ju- like there's something all the time. It's like the crazy uh, girlfriend or boyfriend that you have, right? The crazy ex where there was always drama. That's what recruit- yeah. the recruiting industry is. It's the it's the it friend is. of yours that has all the drama yeah. all the time. All the drama. And you have to be the stable one that can just still be friends with them through yeah. the chaos. Yeah. And you have to try not to let, let your friends see you go, oh boy. Like yeah. every time, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's a little PA, you know, I never thought about this before, but um, being in TA requires a, a, like some PR skills. It does. Like you, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Look, um, so, so I love talking to you. We get derailed all the time. The, the AIM group, a fantastic resource. They published something uh, last week that talked about this employer branding boom. I mentioned it earlier where this tight labor market is really driving a lot of employers to, to beef up their brands, both internally and externally. Are you seeing, are you seeing any of this also like in your, in your world? Yeah, I think absolutely. And I think it started with the pandemic. Like I think even before the labor shortage, you know, 2020 was this, like we might not be hiring anybody, but everybody's focused on us. And then 2021 was we're hiring every, everybody and anybody, we don't care who they are. Um, So I think during both situations, this like, employer branding boom was happening. The first, you know, driver of that was really to say, you know, we have empathy, we're helping people, we're helping our employees, we're a great place to work, even if things are crazy, we care about safety, we care about empathy, we care about you. And then the second piece of it was, we have to have a strong brand because we are really struggling to compete for talent. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I saw it a lot with the campus recruiting piece too. Um, I hope this doesn't derail us a little bit, but, you know, I think with campus, it's really hard with campus because you rely on events, like in-person events. Like that's, mm-hmm. if you're a company that a college kid has never heard of or early town has never heard of, but you're yep. a cool company and you're an awesome company to work for, you, the only way you're going to make a connection is if you go to an event, you grab the early talent, give them a hug, pull them in your booth, 
yep. show them like the cool culture, show them the benefits, like get them psyched for working at your company. That's really hard to do in a virtual event environment. Like it's really hard if you're a no-name brand or you're yeah. a not recognizable brand to do that. So a lot of investment on the campus side of like being more creative about how do we invest in employer branding that's going to be different than what we've done in the past with in-person events. Um, but I think it's every aspect of it. You know, I think what I get a little bit concerned about with this kind of boom is it's not often reality. Um, and it's, you know, just to be able to, to do one goal, which is to get talent interested or to convert talent yeah. early. And then you get the interview and the assessment and that's the reality check. It's like, well, we actually like people to get here at 7 a.m., work in the office and stay till 7 p.m. That's our culture. And you don't, you don't find that in employer branding material. Uh -huh. um, no, you don't, you certainly yeah, don't yeah. see that. Yeah. You don't see that. And then the other piece of it is, and I think this is true of like career sites in general, like there's becoming the standard for career sites with branding to say, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion is so important. Like put tons of pictures up on your career site of a diverse workforce yeah. and candidates are smart. They know the difference. They're looking at these career sites that look like a really diverse, inclusive culture. And then they go to the executive team and they go to the board of directors yep. and it's all white men and they're putting two and two together and it looks like a lie. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't remember who we had on maybe six months ago or so when we were talking about these these uh, marketing and branding strategies to, to sort of uh, empower uh, the employer brand and say, look, we are a diverse culture. And and we got into kind of an interesting discussion around, is, is it from the branding team's point of view, they feel like their hands are tied because what, what's the marketing and branding team going to do? They're going to throw a picture of somebody of color or somebody in a wheelchair on the website and that's all they can do. That doesn't solve anything, right? Because to your point, the candidates are smarter than that. They're going to go look it up. They're going to go do a little, you know, drilling down on, you know, Indeed profile pages or on, you know, Glassdoor, that kind of thing. And they're going to see right through the bullshit. Right, right, exactly. Or they'll see, um, you know, individuals with disability. And, and that's a big, you know, topic, I think, that we don't even talk about in candidate experience. But if you're going to portray yourself one way in the career site and then a candidate can see that your organization, or even the, you know, even if the interview process is, we expect you to come and take two buses and get to our yeah. downtown office. Uh -huh. That's obviously not being inclusive. Yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's a rough way. I will tell you what's kind of interesting um, and sort of sort of related. Uh, we had on uh, Andrew Fuchs from uh, Recruitonomics, uh, and he's a um, uh, analyst, industry analyst, right? Brilliant guy, just and delightful. I would, I would have invited him to. I think he's on vacation this week. Everybody's on vacation, but us, by the way, Madeline. I know, um, I know. He did a really interesting layout, um, and right after the jobs report, which was which is fantastic news, right? But yeah. um, really interesting because uh, some of our members are talking about how difficult these tech jobs are, right? And it's only getting worse, or is it getting more difficult? Or gosh, I can't tell. If you had to guess, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you had to guess, based on the recruitonomics, like cost per application, right? What type of job, right, industry, right, do you think is the hardest to fill? Is it, uh, and I'll give you some, right? Up front, yeah, yeah. Right? Is, is, it, um, is it tech? Is it healthcare? Is it transportation? Is it services? Like what, of all the industries, what, what yeah. would you think was the one industry that didn't stay level that spiked like 120% for cost. That's more difficult. Yeah. Um, 
It's so interesting. I mean, I think, I mean, services has been kind of the topic that everyone's been oh, focused yeah. on and we see like business is not opening. So like, like my, like that would be kind of my thought is to go there. I would say services or healthcare because I feel like, you know, healthcare is, has been so challenging as well. And so, I know I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, hundred percent. Cause that's what I said. Yeah. I was like, well, look, yeah. I know services is going to be on fire. Like yeah. we're traveling again, people are getting back into a lot of these jobs came restaurants. We're looking at booking and it was really interesting. Andrew did a really neat thing where he talked about the open table booking rates as one of the metrics. So you can see how the restaurants are full, you know, that sort of thing. It was transportation, which really surprised me. It was drivers. Yeah. The hardest thing is to yes. hire these drivers, get these drivers in. And it's a 120% increase up on uh, the cost per applicant. It's kind of crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. And there are so, so many companies, so many brands that we don't even know that have so many employees. I mean, huge like enterprise companies that are transportation companies. I mean, it's a huge industry. Um, there was a conference, you were probably there too. It was years and years ago. And there was something <laughs> from Greyhound. Yeah, we were definitely both there. There was something from Greyhound, like a head of talent acquisition from Greyhound. And they said that the hardest positions they had to fill and they pay over six figures for are plumbers because they can't get plumbers on staff to fix the toilets in the Greyhound buses. Oh, interesting. So and they want so you, like they want full time employees that are plumbers that can do yeah. this, and they were not able to find that. I would have, I would have never even imagined that there is a specialized plumber for bus bathrooms. Bus bathrooms or any plumber that just wants to work for Greyhound, yeah. Yeah. Well, I will tell you one of the most, like when I was a recruiter recruiter and, and carried Rex, I mean, you do learn a lot about what weird jobs you've never heard of. It is kind of yeah, an interesting, yeah. you know, chocolatiers and bus plumbers and things like that. It's yeah, kind of yeah. Madeline, um, you mentioned you've got a, a report that's coming out pretty soon. Uh, and I think also if my calendar uh, is correct, you've, you've got a webinar coming up also. Can you, you want to talk a little bit about that and people can get, get some information, maybe join you on that? Sure, absolutely. So the onboarding report, which we talked about today, uh, will be available on Thursday on the Aptitude Research website. I'm doing a webinar with Clickboarding, and we'll go through all the research. Anyone that attends gets a you know early copy of the report. It's a it's a big topic, and you know I've been revisiting reports from 2008 and 2005. So oh, it's yeah. been fun to to look at how little has changed in onboarding. Um, so that's that's the next report available. And then we just did a report on text recruiting too with emissary, which um, I love that topic oh, too. That yeah, that most definitely interesting. So so Madeline, let me ask you because we're pretty, we try to keep these about twenty minutes, so I need to keep yeah. you a little bit long. Um, if you were going to write a book about the state of things today, so sort of what we've talked about, we've been all over the map, obviously, but what we've talked about, what what would you title that book? This is so hard. I always blank on these questions, but this is no, I love them too. And I love people's answers, but I am going to co-author this book with you, Chris. And it's going to be what you said earlier, which is, this is so crazy. Like, <laughs> this is so crazy. And it's going to stay, it will never get, it will never have to do um, updates to the book because it will remain crazy. Um, like it's a that. crazy industry. It's fun, but it's yeah, more of a coffee crazy. table book, maybe nothing coffee terribly serious, book. but pictures, yeah. lots of pictures. Yeah. yeah we, we'll get a forward written, you know, can Charney write our forward? Yeah. Or Sackett will write it. He does a good forward. 
That'd be good. Or he can write the backward. Yeah. He can write the backside yeah, yeah. and we'll just be sandwiched in the middle. It'll be a Matt Perfect. and Tim sandwich. It'll be awesome. <laughs> All right. So Matt, here's a question you're not expecting. Who gets the first signed copy of your book? Oh my gosh, Jerry. That's easy. Definitely Jerry. <laughs> he will appreciate that. He's in Montana this week on vacation with his lady. So I'm sure he'll think he'll get a, he'll get a kick out of that. Awesome. All right. Um, well, stuff. thanks for having me on, Chris. Yeah, happy to have you. So I'm going to push you back into the green room uh, and just hang out there for a little bit and I'll reconnect with you. But Madeline, as always, thank you so much for giving us your time today. Super, super grateful. Glad, glad you were able to make it. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, Chris. All right. Good stuff. Hang out for a little bit. Uh, okay, I'm just going to pull up really quickly. I want to show everybody because obviously this is a live meeting, but we've got some stuff going on August 9th. That's today. Uh, this afternoon, if you're a member, you can join us with Charlie Franklin. Uh, we're going to do a solutions spotlight on Compa. Uh, going to be super fun. Uh, we are also upcoming. We've got our campus recruiting meeting. That recruiting meeting was so crazy with our members. They asked for a part two. So we're putting that together. That's coming up August 10th. And then are you in Denver? Because I'm going to be in Denver and I'm, I'm going to be hosting a dinner. So if you're in Denver and you want to come have dinner with me, let me know. Uh, we've got about 20 folks that we're bringing into an awfully nice restaurant. I got about two seats left and I have been known to pair a nice wine uh, with a little bit of food. So if you want to do that, uh, just give me a ping and let me know if you're in the Denver area. I'd, I'd really like to see you. With that, I'm going to tell everybody we will see you next week on the show. Take care. Be strong. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.